Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Day two, Andrew. Day two of season four, Edwin. Yes, and Psalm 54. As we're walking in these paths of righteousness, or reading in these paths of righteousness. It may be a day back to work for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. yeah, A lot of people probably had yesterday off. So maybe they're jumping and joining us for the morning commute today. A day off. What what is that? I don't know. (laughs) But not on Text Talk. Not on Text Talk. (laughs) We were here sitting behind these microphones talking. All right, so Psalm 54. Yesterday, as we are kicking off this year in the Psalms and and our Bible reading plan at the Livingston Congregation with this meditation assignments, uh, again, we won't be doing this every week on Text Talk, but this week following the paths. Yes. So yesterday we talked about praise. Yep. Although we did a lot of introductory stuff, so we got just a little bit of praise there at the end. Well, uh, you know, it's it's always a good day to praise. But That's that, exactly that was right. an emphasis there. That, Today that we're thinking on admonition, admonition, A for admonition. So when we talk about being admonished, what yeah. does that mean? Uh, well, I think it means warnings, and I think it means encouragement. Yeah, okay. Kind of what to do, what not to do. Yeah, so here's the one about applications, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what we should have said, applications. Oh, <laughs> is it too late? It is Did too we late. we already do all the printing? All the print's all done. We're doing, we're, it's, <sighs> yeah, we're, how are we admonished? How did you are we... miss that one, Mark Roberts? <laughs> I don't know. Hadn't hit Mark Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> he may have said applications, who knows? I was you working from memory. Him. <laughs> I, might, might have I was him working from memory, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so how we're admonished, where we're encouraged, where we're warned, are the things we need to change, are the things we need to start, things we need to add, sure. things we need to stop. Those are the kind of things. So it's that personal application. So Psalm 54, meditating with this idea of admonition. All right. Today I'm reading Psalm 54, but from the New King James Version. Psalm 54. To the chief musician, with stringed instruments, a contemplation of David, when the Ziphites went and said to Saul, is David not hiding with us? Save me, O God, by your name. And vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. Admonitions, applications. So having read that there from your New King James translation... What? Uh, how do you feel admonished? What? Is you're meditating on that? What are you? What are you getting there? Again, I'm trying to read this, and I'm I'm trying to take um, probably first some warnings, kind of walking through my life and thinking about things that maybe I need to stop, um, do some things differently. Certainly in uh, verse two as well as verse three. Um, verse three, especially when David cries out that strangers have risen up against him, oppressors are seeking his life. Well, uh, you know, they're on the wrong side of this, aren't they? Mm. And uh, I, I take the, a lesson there, a warning there about being careful that I am not being an oppressor. Okay. That I am not acting uh, wrong towards other people, even uh, betraying other people, rising up against other people. 
I want to be the kind of person that lifts people up. I want to be able to help people, and particularly walking in the ways of the Lord. Mm. So I, you know, I, I I want to avoid those behaviors and correct those relationships where maybe I've been acting a little bit like a Ziphite. <laughs> and less like a David. <laughs> well, talking about acting like a Ziphite there and less like a David, that term, uh, the ESV says, for strangers have risen against me. What what do you, does your say strangers? It is strangers in verse 3, yeah. That's, a, that's an odd statement for him to use, especially as he is going to refer to people of his own tribe. In fact, some well, folks... The, the the critics who would say the heading is not applied here and it's probably not David who wrote it want to put it at a different time because, well, these guys aren't strangers. However, I do think that what's happening is we're using this word a bit metaphorically. In Job chapter 19 and verse 15, Job uses the exact same word. And what he says there is about how members of his own household and guests in his own house have become strangers to him. Huh. And it's the same word here. And I think what that shows is this word that very often does mean foreigner, Yeah. very often does mean alien. As David is looking at folks who are treating him like this, even though they're of his tribe, they are strangers. They are acting like foreigners and aliens. And so that's, that's what he calls yeah. them. Right. Uh, well, you use the word aliens there a couple of times, and so here's a word that would capture he's alienated. He's been being cut off by these people. Yes. Um, I, I guess I find another warning here uh, in uh, verse 5 particularly, because it's spoken of in trust for God that God will deal with the enemies of the righteous. He will repay my enemies for their evil, cut them off in your truth. And again, I just I, I want to be on God's side. I don't want to be an enemy of God. Mm. And so when I look at things in my life, particularly, again, with relationships in regard to my brethren, if I'm acting an enemy towards them or evil towards them, you know, that that's reflecting on my relationship with God, and, and that's really acting out against God. I don't want to do that. I want, I want to keep pure motives and good behavior towards, towards the people of God. Staying in that relationship, not becoming strangers to them, not becoming enemies. Yeah, exactly. Not becoming... Uh, a couple of weeks ago... I presented a lesson from Jesus' letter to the Pergamene Christians. Yeah, that's right. And you can hear that at the website, <laughs> christiansmeethere.org. Sure enough, sure enough. I think commit, it was about commitment, right? Commit, don't compromise. Yeah. That was the name of the it's lesson. a good message. One of the things that I recognized in there is that the Pergamene Christians, when the attack was from outside, they were strong and they held on to the name of Jesus, but when when sedition had come within, that's the word I'm using here because it was from within, that when, when there were folks within who were starting to buy false teaching and accepting mm-hmm. it, they were turning a blind eye. We need to recognize, though, that that when we are within, but pursuing sin, mm-hmm. turning away from Jesus' gospel, from his doctrine, from what his kingdom stands for... Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we don't use the term oppressor in that, but here we find we become strangers. Right. We become strangers to one another. If, aliens. If my source, if if my source of truth and becomes something other than Jesus and his word and his gospel, even if I'm showing up at church every Sunday, if my source is not Jesus and his word, we become strangers and aliens to one another. Yeah. And we've got to remember that. Yeah. Even though these guys were Judeans, they were strangers to yeah. David. Well, and and uh, kind of going along with that lesson about Pergamum, 
there was there was a testing going on, wasn't oh, there? Yeah. yeah. And the Ziphites have a testing also. You know, you've got uh, two kings in your region. You got King Saul, and then you have the Lord's anointed David, mm-hmm. right? And, and and not that Saul wasn't anointed, he was. But now they they're going to have to choose: are they going to go with Saul, or they're going to go with the one that that God is leading now? As I think about that, can you imagine the Ziphites doing exactly what Nabal did? I, we know who is king now. Right. We're, we, we need to follow the one who's king. God hasn't deposed him. Even David is not trying to not follow Saul. I wonder if the Ziphites could have just said, we're going to stay out of this. Yeah. Saul is our king. We're going to follow our king. We're not going to do anything against the anointed. We're noticing that David is not doing anything against the anointed. We're just going to leave it there. Yeah. Let God deal with this rather than... Than, than going and betraying their right. own blood to Saul on this. Yeah. And and recognizing that Saul himself was behaving sinfully yes. in all of this. Because Saul is actively seeking the life of the Lord's anointed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he should not be doing that. Admonition. So for me, uh, here, you, you've talked about warning. I'm thinking about encouragement, direction, something in verse 2 and something in verse 3. So... F- well, actually, verses 1 and 2. O oh God, save me by your name. Vindicate me by your might. O oh God, hear my prayer. Give ear to the words of my mouth. Hmm. Especially in the context of where this happened historically and recognizing the near fatal flaw that David made with Nabal as he almost went completely against what he was supposed right. to be doing here, taking it into his own hands, and Abigail stops him. In fact, it's interesting to go back and look at Abigail's words to David Right. As she's she's getting him to stop and comparing to some of the things in this psalm, as she was telling him, look, when this is all said and done, you don't want to look back and see you've tried to take salvation into your own hands. Right. And this psalm is all about the fact that I'm not going to try to take salvation into my own hands. It's about God. It's his might. Mm-hmm. It's his power. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring it to God in prayer. The the admonition that I take from this, the encouragement, the the reproof is Pray. Pray. The, these things that I'm facing, that what my first reaction is often, I got I to gotta get this set up. I got to take care of this. I've got to fix this. Start with prayer. That, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have things I need to do. Sure. Even in the life of David, I remember when Absalom had his rebellion and David flees the city, essentially abdicates his throne and walks right. out and says, here you go, Absalom. It's yours. He leaves it in the hands of God. Just like he did with Saul, he's left it in the hands of God. He prays. He prays to God, thwart the counsel of Ahithophel. Mm-hmm. Thwart, but he also left Hushai behind yes. to thwart the counsel of Ahithophel. Yeah. So I recognize that there is his plan, but there's also his prayer. And and that's what we have here. We need to pray. I need to be bringing my prayers to God, which then gets heightened in verse 3. For strangers have risen against me, ruthless men seek my life, they do not set God before themselves. Which actually ties back to Psalm 53 in verse 4. Have those who work evil no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call upon God? Mm. Here he's now dealing with people who aren't praying, who aren't putting God before themselves, who aren't seeking God and his will and his way. That was Saul's problem, Nabal's problem, the problem of the people in the city of Cala, the problem of the Ziphites. Again, it's not in a corner. Abigail knew that David was the Lord's anointed. Jonathan knew that David was the Lord's anointed. In fact, Saul knew. Jonathan comes to David and says, my dad knows. My dad knows, and here's the way it's going to be. He's not going to find you, and I'll be at your right hand. 
That's just that's the way it's going to be. Of course, Jonathan was unaware that he was also going to die. Well, yeah, he was. But not in judgment, but that's here here in the battles, this is what's happened. But the the recognition they knew that David had been chosen. That yes. wasn't some secret in a corner thing no, at this not point. At all. And they weren't letting it happen. You know, God obviously wasn't deposing Saul. Let's let Saul be king until God decides that's done, and then we'll pass it to David. Yeah, That's obviously God's plan. But instead of putting God before themselves and, and setting God before their eyes, which then also brings me to Psalm 16, Psalm 16 and verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me. Mm. So here's this contrast yeah. between those who do, do not, not set, set God before. and the one that I always set God before me. And I, I think here is a great encouragement, admonition, pray, worship, put God before you. Let his word and his will be what governs, which will tie into even the warning that you saw. Well, sure. Don't, don't switch sides. Yeah, don't switch sides. <laughs> don't switch sides. Well, what are you gaining from uh, Psalm 54? We'd love to hear. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or go over to the Facebook group. Um, particularly the discussions are going to be revolving around these paths yeah, and, and those readings in, in that light. And so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but uh, until tomorrow, let's uh, have a word of prayer. Holy God, thank you for admonishing us. Thank you for warning us. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for directing us. We pray to you and we pray that you will stay in, in our vision that we will not turn away from you, and we pray that we will be one with your people, that we will never switch sides, that we won't become oppressors, strangers, and aliens to your people, but rather we will lift you up, we will support your people, and together we will pray and stand so close together that none of us can fall down. It's through your son Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.